0: The FBI shows that not all criminals are equal. Blue cities continue to go into the sewer, and of course, everything is racist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, it finally happened. I finally got my blue check mark on Twitter. I feel redeemed. Yeah, I paid $8 a month for it, but the reason this is a big deal. Is not because I pay $8 a month for something that I could have for free not that I have the blue check mark It's that I pay $8 a month because or even the experience is that much better I pay that much because I support what Elon Musk is doing and that's something That I will continue to do through my life is when I like something I'll support it because I think it's important to support some of the things that you like, the things that are twisting the society altogether. So I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. All right. Just, that's just a quick thought. Now let's get to the news. All right. Again, Joe Biden is kind of hiding out. So he, we're not really getting any real new information about his little scandal thing, but there is some new information. The FBI apparently was going to investigate the classified documents. They were going to go into the house of Joe Biden and start tearing through that house, going through Dr. Jill's underwear drawer like they did with, uh, with uh, Trump's wife's underwear drawer, but they decided against it. Hmm, Interesting. Pretty different from how they handled President Trump, huh? Makes you kind of wonder if the FBI may be being, how shall we say, uh, weaponized. Um, Biden has asked for. Biden was asked for all the visitor logs, and of course, Biden says we don't have visitor logs. The Secret Service says we don't have visitor logs, and we're not going to give you them if we did have them. Um, Congress, of course, is calling BS to all of this. They say that this is a double standard, that this is weaponizing of the Secret Service, weaponizing of the FBI, that this is inequality under the law, and they're going to start their own investigation. Personally, I think they probably should. Now, is this going to lead to anything? Probably not. Not from a political standpoint, not from a procedural standpoint. Let me put it to you this way, a criminal or a procedural standpoint. I think this could be a way to get Biden, in the minimum, to not run in 2024. And at maximum, this could also be a ploy to get rid of him early, to get him out now. Kamala Harris seems awful chipper. I don't know. We're going to have to see. This is interesting. So the World Economic Forum is also meeting in Davos this week. Uh, Tomorrow, we're either going to do the podcast tomorrow or Friday because I have a ton. I want to really wait (coughs) to hear what all these Davos people are talking about because, my gosh, they have said some wild things this week. So I might wait till Friday to do the podcast, basically run more Um, clips, video, there are going to be a lot of audio clips. A lot of video and audio clips. And I I actually would like to hear what they have to say yesterday. Now what's really bothering me about this, uh, they are not really reporting much about this thing. They really aren't. Uh, Fox News, they've had a couple of clips on it. Of course Tucker Carlson's talked about it. Nobody else has talked about it. No one else is playing some of the clips. I, I mean John Kerry the climate czar, whatever that is, had really made some wild statements yesterday or day before yesterday, and I, I, these are these are the kind of things that people really need to see because not only are they funny, they're also terrifying, because these people want to run the world, and they're very clear about it. Now, the you might just some details about what's going on over there. Um, the WEF has its own police force in Davos, Switzerland. That's kind of surprising. Well, they implemented them. Now, I did talk about this last year during their last conference. They gave a lot of ch- crap to uh, Jack Posobiak, who is a right-wing uh, journalist. I believe he's from the post-millennium. I'm not sure. Post-millennial. I'm not sure. But he, he loves going to Switzerland, to Davos during these things just to report what, he's, what he sees. Well, he actually got arrested last year by the WEF police force. They didn't have a particular reason why. They wouldn't exactly explain why. But you can tell the elitists that are going to this place, they really think they're really important and they need their own police force. Again, all the airports in Switzerland are filled with private jets. Remember, this whole thing is about climate change and how this group of people is going to fix climate change by flying their private jets to Switzerland. And of course, the traffic jam from all those huge black SUVs that probably get 15 miles to the gallon are just filled all over Davos. But it isn't just that. I mean, it, you wonder, okay, these guys these guys say they're worried that the world is going to fall apart because of climate change, and yet they're doing nothing about it. In other words, do as I say, don't do as I do. That's their that's their motto. And we're going to talk about, again, either, I, I think it's going to be Friday. I think tomorrow I'm just going to take off instead of Friday. And then Friday we're going to have this podcast with all of the Davos crap. I mean, it's going to take me two days to come up with all this. There's so much crap that these guys have said and it's not just the world leaders i mean Gretchen Whitmar is there she's a governor of a state in the united states she's nobody at least we think she's nobody pritzker the governor aj pritzker i think his name is of the governor of new jersey he's there he's speaking why the hell is he there one of the reasons why i want to wait till friday is because i want to hear what Gretchen Whitmer who by the way is probably the worst one of the worst governors in the country and i mean she's up there with uh with that broad in new york and the dumbass here in california uh she is a tyrant but she is an open tyrant this is a terrible human being well they want of course the wef needs to make sure that all of the uh, participants are having a good time while they're at davos um They high-priced escorts have been brought into the city and are expected to be very busy. In other words, hookers. So they had a, they had a. I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding. There's actually a news article about this. So they've got a bunch of hookers there, and then there's all the talk, of course, about climate change, the pandemic, equity, not equality anymore, equity, and fascism. And all this information is coming from, all these speeches are coming from the most fascist, the most fear-mongering human beings on earth. So, for example, they actually had Xi Jinping, and I'm sure he'll speak again, speak last year. Xi Jinping is talking about, talking to these people, and being praised, by the way, by these people about how well he's running his country absolutely incredible. So we'll again we're going to we're going to we're going to do an entire podcast about this because I think honestly it's important that you see what is going on over there with the Great Reset. And by the way, Klaus Schwab, author of the Great Reset, yeah, he's running the whole conference. Okay, so let's get let's get to some news here. I'm sorry, let's get to where we just did the news. Let's get to some stories here. Okay, way to go Washington DC. So, crime is really bad across the entire country. It's not just Washington, D.C. But Washington, D.C., when Muriel Bowser took over, really went woke. I mean, big time. They were the first city to actually write uh, BLM on their streets during the George Floyd riots. They're really, really woke. Here's the problem. It's not working out so well for them. And Muriel Bowser, the woke, the woke mayor, is, seems to be changing her mind a little bit on some of the woke justice reforms that she once championed. Don't forget, this is a broad that wanted the police defunded and gotten rid of. She made the city a sanctuary state for illegal aliens. She wanted to get rid of cash, cash bail. She wanted light sentences for felon or felons or no sentence at all. And then guess what happened? Crime went through the roof and people are looking at her and saying, what in the loving hell are you doing? Well, she wants to fix things, which means she's scrapping the justice reform thing. Unfortunately, all the idiots in the city council who were also elected in have decided, and that's an important point there, have decided they don't give a crap about crime and they don't give a crap about what Muriel Bowser wants. So they said, screw it. According to Fox News, the D.C. City Council is expected to override. They did actually is expected to override Muriel E. Bowser's veto of sweeping criminal reform legislation that would soften penalties for many violent crimes, including carjackings and burglaries. Bowser vetoed the revised criminal code act earlier this month after the council, which lacks a single Republican member, voted unanimously to adopt it in November overhaul of the city's criminal code includes reduced maximum sentences, the elimination of nearly all mandatory minimum sentences, and expanded rights to jury trials by those accused of misdemeanors. Criminal justice reform advocates say, I mean, the, the idea with the last part is just to just to create so much traffic in the courts that they actually start, the prosecutors start just letting people go. That's the idea with making it that misdemeanor uh, charges can go into trial. It also will also basically eliminate misdemeanor charges because no one's going to want to prosecute a misdemeanor charge. Continuing, criminal justice reform advocates say the bill is necessary to modernize the law, which was written in 1901, and ensure that punishments are appropriate to the crimes being committed. Well, punishments aren't, aren't really appropriate anyway. I mean, if you commit a murder and it's a first-degree murder, you should be put to death. That would be inappropriate. So what they call appropriate is not what I would call appropriate. Um, This is an example of what you get when you vote. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I love that saying. Washington, D.C. used to be a beautiful city, used to be a safe city. I loved Washington, D.C. I'd been there several times. But they went leftist. They went woke. Voting is in all, all these people, the leftists and woke, are voting in these elections. They vote for these morons. And then they get upset when they have got high crime. So F the people of Washington, D.C. They got what they deserve. Just like F the people of California. They got what they deserved. F the people of, of Washington. You got what they deserve. F the people of New York City. You got what you deserve. And also, since we're on, uh, we're dropping some F-bombs without actually dropping the F-bombs, F. Muriel Bowser. She pushed this crap for, four, for stuff for four years. Since about 2016, she's been pushing this crap. She demanded the police be defunded. Then, when all this crap went to hell and now, now she wants to undo the uh, explosion, it's too late. She can't change directions because the idiots in the city decided to screw her. Because in the end, those people aren't going to be held responsible. She's going to be held responsible. She got what she deserved. Effer, And finally, F the city council. They're doing this because they can do this without worry of consequences. All they're going to do is point to Muriel Bowser. It's her fault. Police aren't arresting her. It's her fault. Criminals aren't getting thrown in prison. It's her fault. Crime is going up. It's her fault. These are cowards. They know they're not going to be held to account. So they don't really care they want to implement their woke stuff so i guess it'll be a few years before i go back to washington dc but isn't washington dc that's only having issues uh new york specifically new york city is also falling apart and this time it's falling apart not just because of crime but because of illegal immigration now you'll remember texas florida arizona They were sending a bunch of illegal immigrants to New York City, basically 5,000 of them. And the reason they sent them to New York City, and they also sent them to Washington, to Delaware, to Maryland, uh, to, of course, Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. I mean, they've been sending them everywhere. And, And apparently a lot of people, illegal immigrants that are coming over, they actually do want to go to New York. Because New York is a sanctuary state. Now, one of the guys that supports the sanctuary state is Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. Well... He's having some issues with all the illegal aliens. Let's read this. According to the New York Post, Mayor Eric Adams is turning up the heat on Kathy Hochul to do something to help tackle this New York City's migrant crisis. Let's call it illegal aliens because that's what they are, all right? They're they're criminals. Promoting a plan to have upstate communities take a fraction of the now 40,000 plus migrants that have flooded the Big Apple. Less than a week after Hochul pointedly ignored the ongoing influx of migrants during her state of the state address, Adams exclusively told the Post that spreading them around could pro- could provide a shot in the arm to struggling cities upstate. So in other words, what he wants to do is, hey, it's fine. They're, they're, it's fine. They're here, but stop sending them here. 40,000 illegal immigrants. That's a lot. That's nothing compared to El Paso, but that's a lot. So now he wants to spread them throughout the state. And of course, the cities that are struggling, right? That's not what it's about. He doesn't care if the cities are struggling. Quote, some of our cities are stru- are suffering. They're losing populations, end quote, Adam said during the Sunday night phone interview from El Paso, Texas. Well, you know why they're lo- the state's losing populations? Because the state's a crap hole. Thanks to him. Thanks to Kathy Hochul. Thanks to that moron before him, uh, de Blasio. Bill de Blasio, that's why people are leaving the state. Quote, but if this is done, is done effectively, and the dollars come in to support those who are helping migrants and asylum seekers to incentivize this help, we believe we can help those cities that are struggling and at the same time, give the people a good start in this country, end quote. Adams' comments came just days before he filed an emergency mutual aid request for Hochul uh, to immediately provide housing for just 500 of the city's migrants. They are also having, and I don't actually uh, have this written on in, in the website, but the big problem they're also happening is in New York City, they're allowing the, the city is paying the hotels to hold the migrants and guess what they're doing to the hotels? Guess? Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess? Yeah. Um they're destroying the hotels. They're having sex in the hallways. They're drinking beer. They're taking drugs. A lot of stuff is happening in these hotels in the hotels. The the general management, well they love it because, you know, these hotels run through I don't know if you've been to New York City. It's extremely expensive. These hotels are running between three and and $1,000 a night, and the city is paying them. So general management, upper management, they love the idea. But meanwhile, these people are just destroying the hotels. Well, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. People in New York keep voting for this crap. They got what they deserve. They supported this illegal immigration thing. Well, there you go. You got it. Enjoy it. And Texas should keep set, And they are. They are. Again, it's been reported. that the, the illegals are are saying it. They want to go to New York City. They want to go to Los Angeles. The problem is they're finding that there's nothing there. They're finding they can't get jobs. They, they can't get housing. The housing is still a huge problem over there. Most of them are living in tents. They're living in the streets. And you know, it's pretty cold over there right now. And those hotels rooms... Those hotel rooms are not for single men. They're for supposedly families. Well, we're finding out now that those families—they don't like each other. Some of the time, they start beating the crap out of each other. A lot of domestic violence in these hotels. Well, good for you. You guys voted for this. I hope your your, I hope your state, uh, I hope your state and your city lose more people. Go to Florida. Go to different states. I'm I'm looking at Arizona, Tennessee. The Dakotas, Montana, Wyoming. Bunch of places that we could we could actually go to. Oh, here you go. And this is going to be the least surprising news of the story. You know what it is? Everything is racist. Everything is racist according to me. Everything is racist in 2020. I got to be honest with you about something. I think... The race peddlers are really beginning to lose things to call racist. It, there's just nothing that's shocking anymore when it comes to everything is everything being racist. so there's there's one though. There's a Colorado professor of astrophysics that says astrophysics is racist. That's right. Studying how space works, how to travel through space, mathematics again this is mathematics is an example of white supremacy now i'm going to read most of this because it's just too funny and it's actually a very short uh, it's a very short article according to the gazette which is the colorado uh newspaper the field of astrophysics is built on a re- racist history according to the professor called a professor at Colorado College, as an astro, quote, as an astrophysicist, I am a product of institutions that are steeped in systemic racism and white supremacy. Natalie Gosnell, Ph.D., said, "I kind of thought astrophysics, honestly, was just like mostly math, but then I remembered, math is racist too. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Okay, here we go." Gosnell, who serves as the assistant physics professor at the college, made the comment in an interview published by the college earlier this month. Quote, the tenets of white supremacy that show up in physics of individualism, exceptionalism, and perfectionism is it's either or thinking. There's no subtlety. There's no gray area, Gosnell said. Quote, all of of this manifests in the way that we think about our research. And what counts is good research. And what counts is important research, she continued. This is is the big problem with the left. You have to be good at math to be an astrophysicist. I study astronomy. I like astronomy. If I screw up the math when I have my telescope out, guess what? I'm going to be identifying the wrong star, the wrong planet, or I'm not going to see anything. You just have to be perfect to find what you're looking for. Astrophysics is how we got to the moon. Astrophysics is how we spent spaceships to Pluto. Astrophysics are, is what we use to get the pictures from, Plu, from the spaceship that is at by Pluto. It's how we are proving there are other planets in the solar system or in the universe. It has to be perfect and it has to be perfect because that's the way we find things out and that's and if not if we're not perfect astronauts will die there's a reason the iss the international space station is still up there it's because of astrophysics the problem the left has they don't like absolutes they don't like perfection they hate it they want subjectivity so we'll get to that in a second and unfortunately, mathematics is not subjective. It's absolute. Two plus two is four. It's not five. It's not ten. It's not three. It's not one. It's four. And there's no there's no arguing that. There's no debate with that. There's no, nothing to do with your feelings. And it will, I, I'm already going way ahead of myself here, but I want to anyway. Continuing with the article, along with recognizing the inherent racism within her field, Gosnell said she has also had to overcome hyper-masculine world of astrophysics, which has dictated a significant amount of her career. There you go. It's not only racist, it's sexist too. I'm sure later in the article, I've read the article a couple times, I'm sure it's not, but I'm sure a little later, or later she will also say it's transphobic. So that's coming. Quote, I think because science and art have been so separated and there's systemic issues within science. The metaphors that are often chosen to discuss science are very violent and hyper masculine, end quote, she said. That's the problem with, quote, scientists, end quote, like this. There are no meta. The, they think there are metaphors and there's subjective relationships within science or mathematics. Well, there aren't. Science is the quest to find truth. Mathematics, scientists use mathematics, no matter what science you're using. They use mathematics to discover the truth. The problem the left has with this, this is the problem the left has with this. There's no subjectivity in science. And that's why when she says, well, we got to, that's the metaphors of science. There are no metaphors with science. There's nothing to compare it. It's either right or wrong. Continuing, to address the the systemic racism and hypermasculinity underlying her field, Gosnell has decided to change the way she teaches astrophysics, she said. In other words, she's not going to teach astrophysics or physics anymore. The broad should be a sociologist or philosopher. She ain't teaching these kids the math that's needed for physics and astrophysics. I'll continue because here comes the real BS of the story. The prime example of her new approach appears to be her new immersive art piece titled The Gift. According to the work published by the Colorado College, the piece, quote, exemplifies that which was missing for Gosnell in the sharing of science, creativity, end quote. The Gift debuted at the New York Public Library on December 6 and depicts, depicts two stars orbiting each other, quote, It felt like I was masquerading essentially as what an astrophysicist was supposed to be like, end quote, Gosnell said. Quote, we can make different choices about the metaphors we use in the stories that we tell, which is where the inspiration and goal behind the gift comes from. Jesus Christ. Bless this woman. She is an idiot. Bless the kids who have to take her class. Here's the problem. She is not understanding, and probably why she's not working for NASA. Astrophysics, physics, geometry, math are not art. If there is art, there is creativity. When you you have to have creativity to come up with the ideas. E equals m c squared, for example, which which came up from um, which was from uh, uh, the theory of relativity by Einstein. It takes creativity to actually come up with that particular formula. Right? It, it t- does take creativity, but it's not art. He needs to think about it and come uh, and make it come. And then they have to go in and prove it. It has nothing to do with feelings and emotions. No feelings and emotions with the theory of relativity. All scientists do is they look at... There's beauty in it. Sure, there's beauty in the simplicity, which is what made Einstein such a famous uh, physicist. But it is still science, and the other scientists are not sitting back and saying how beautiful and how artistic it is. They're trying to prove or disprove it. Ugh. Art, again, is not absolute. The Mona Lisa, it's subjective. A lot of it's subjective. Now, I mean, there is... Objective beauty, for example, a a tree that's blossoming in this... I mean, objectively, that's beautiful. Some art is objectively beautiful. I think Beethoven, Bach, Mozart. These people made objectively beautiful music. But the fact is, it's still subjective. That doesn't mean everyone likes that type of music. It's not like everyone likes the Mona Lisa. You either like it or you don't. That is subjectivity. You can't do that with mathematics. You can't say that the uh, theory of relativity is ugly or it doesn't make sense. You have to prove it. Here's the story with this dumb broad. She's bitter. And you can tell just listening to the article. She entered a field of physics that historically had a lot of white men in it. Of course, it's pretty diverse now. I mean, they're not just white men in there. But that's not what she's bitter about. She's bitter about the fact that she never was good enough to work in a real college like MIT or JPL. She was never able to, she wasn't smart enough to get into NASA. And what is her solution? Is it becoming a better astrophysicist? Of course not. She's going to spread her bitterness to her students. And she's going to scream racism. She's going to scream sexism. She's gonna scream transphobia because that's what these people do. They don't sit there and decide, you know what maybe I, I maybe I should just try and get better at this. No. she's just gonna scream racism, sexism, transphobia, whatever, homophobia, you know, I whatever. She should not be teaching any of these kids because these kids are actually trying to be successful in astrophysics, physics, Math in general, they're trying to get there. And she's going to go out of her way to poison the minds of these children. So, and I mean, they're not children, they're college students, but she's going to poison the mind of college students. We see this crap happening all the time too. I mean, medicine, they're talking how medicine is racist. So again, if you want to, I can make anything into racism, anything. I can say that pencils are racist. Racist. I can come up with any reason. It might take me an hour or so to figure it out. But we're just going, we're just going to go and keep doing this and we're going to scream racism. And you realize racism has just become not even a word anymore. No one even cares. Oh, you're racist. Yeah, whatever. There was a time, I remember 10, 15 years ago, when you were called a racist. That is something that really bothered you. And you you changed your behavior because you didn't want to be called a racist. Now, everything's racist. Okay, I hope you have a great day. Uh, if I can't, I will do a podcast tomorrow. If not, it will be on Friday. It just depends. I'm actually going to go out and start uh, start working. I'm probably going to do a podcast tomorrow because I'm looking at some of the stories I have left, and I think they're pretty important stories. But uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably do the a, a shorter one tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.